Section 34 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Matthew by J. C. Ryle. Chapter 12, verses 14 to 21. Wickedness of the Pharisees. Encouraging description of Christ's character. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Matthew chapter 12, verses 14 to 21. Then the Pharisees went out, and held a council against him, how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all, and he charged them that they should not make him known, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall shew judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive, nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he shall not break, and smoking flax he shall not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. The first thing which demands our notice in this passage is the desperate wickedness of the human heart, which it exemplifies. Silenced and defeated by our Lord's arguments, the Pharisees plunged deeper and deeper into sin. They went out and held a council against him how they might destroy him. What evil had our Lord done that he should be so treated? None. None at all. No charge could be brought against his life. He was holy, harmless, undefiled and separate from sinners. His days were spent in doing good. No charge could be brought against his teaching. He had proved it to be agreeable to Scripture and reason, and no reply had been made to his proofs. But it mattered little how perfectly he lived or taught. He was hated. This is human nature, appearing in its true colors. The unconverted heart hates God, and will show its hatred whenever it dares, and has a favorable opportunity. It will persecute God's witnesses. It will dislike all who have anything of God's mind, and are renewed after His image. Why were so many of the prophets killed? Why were the names of the apostles cast out as evil by the Jews? Why were the early martyrs slain? Why were John Huss, and Jerome of Prague, and Ridley, and Latimer burned at the stake? Not for any sins that they had sinned, not for any wickedness they had committed. They all suffered because they were godly men, and human nature, unconverted, hates godly men because it hates God. It must never surprise true Christians if they meet with the same treatment that the Lord Jesus met with. Marvel not if the world hates you, 1 John chapter 3, verse 13. It is not the utmost consistency, or the closest walk with God, that will exempt them from the enmity of the natural man. They need not torture their consciences by fancying that if they were only more faultless and consistent, everybody would surely love them. It is all a mistake. They should remember that there was never but one perfect man on earth, and that he was not loved, but hated. It is not the remains of the old nature that call forth the world's enmity, but the exhibition of the new. 
Let us remember these things, and be patient. The world hated Christ, and the world will hate Christians. The second thing which demands our notice in this passage is the encouraging description of our Lord Jesus Christ's character, which St. Matthew draws from the prophet Isaiah. A bruised reed shall he not break, and smoking flax shall he not quench. What are we to understand by the bruised reed and smoking flax? The language of the prophet no doubt is figurative. What is it that these two expressions mean? The simplest explanation seems to be that the Holy Ghost is here describing persons whose grace is at present weak, whose repentance is feeble, and whose faith is small. Towards such persons the Lord Jesus Christ will be very tender and compassionate. Weak as the broken reed is, it shall not be broken. Small as the spark of fire may be within the smoking flax, it shall not be quenched. It is a standing truth in the kingdom of grace that weak grace, weak faith, and weak repentance are all precious in our Lord's sight. Mighty as he is, he despiseth not any. Job chapter 36 verse 5 the doctrine here laid down is full of comfort and consolation. There are thousands in every church of Christ to whom it ought to speak peace and hope. There are some in every congregation that hears the gospel who are ready to despair of their own salvation because their strength seems so small. They are full of fears and despondency because their knowledge and faith and hope and love appear so dwarfish and diminutive let them drink comfort out of this text. Let them know that weak faith gives a man as real and true an interest in Christ as strong faith, though it may not give him the same joy. There is life in an infant as truly as in a grown-up man. There is fire in a spark as truly as in a burning flame. The least degree of grace is an everlasting possession. It comes down from heaven. It is precious in our Lord's eyes it shall never be overthrown. Does Satan make light of the beginning of repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ? No, indeed, he does not. He has great wrath because he sees his time is short. Do the angels of God think lightly of the first signs of penitence and feeling after God in Christ? No, indeed, there is joy among them when they behold the sight. Does the Lord Jesus regard no faith and repentance with interest unless they are strong and mighty? No, indeed. As soon as that bruised reed, a Saul of Tarsus, begins to cry to him, he sends Ananias to him, saying, Behold, he prayeth. Acts chapter 9, verse 11. We err greatly if we do not encourage the very first movements of a soul towards Christ. Let the ignorant world scoff and mock if it will. We may be sure that bruised reeds and smoking flax are very precious in our Lord's eyes. May we all lay these things to heart and use them in time of need, both for ourselves and others. It should be a standing maxim in our religion that a spark is better than utter darkness and a little faith better than no faith at all. Who hath despised the day of small things? Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10 It is not despised by Christ. 
it ought not be despised by Christians. End of section 34